Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of One Mic Night, the podcast that brings you stories of artists and people on their journey, helping to guide, answer questions, and motivate you in the business. So I want to take a, a minute to thank everybody for uh, following me on this journey. We've interviewed and talked to so many different people in so many different formats, and I appreciate you sticking along with me. And I also want to thank the people who jump in on the live chat when the episodes airs. You can watch those every Thursday at 8 p.m. Go to the YouTube channel at One Mic Night and jump in the conversation because we have a lot to talk about for each episode. Stop what you're doing right now. Make sure you drop down, like, comment, and share this episode because you don't want to miss any of the conversations that we're having. And you never know when I'm going to drop a bonus episode too, so make sure you hit that bell. So today, I'm very, very excited. We have a singer and songwriter. He is somewhere out of this world. <laughs> he goes by the name of Afni, the UFO, and I want to welcome him to One Mic Night. Afni, how you doing? Thank you so much for having me here at One Mic Night with you. This is amazing. I have been watching and following and have been desiring to be in this seat where I am right now across from you, which is amazing. I'm glad you could make it. I'm glad you could take time out of your schedule. You're in the hot seat right now. I just want you to know that. <laughs> first of all, listen, I have questions. The first question is, who is Afni, the UFO? And who is Afni McDonald? Oh, well, let's start with McDonald's. Afni McDonald is um, Brooklyn born and raised uh, from Cuban, Jamaican, and Southern, you know, American descent. Um, born in Fort Greene, Brooklyn. Um, church, you know, going. Um, uh, high school, Bishop Ford, uh, high school graduate, you know, uh, York College attendant, you know, graduate. Um, uh, nursing, you know, medical field worker. You know, uh, businessman, entrepreneur, you know, um, so that kind of sums him up. Family guy, you know, um, you know, uh, I come from a really big family. Um, my father's side and my mother's side, you know, the Caribbean side as well as the, you know, American side, really big. Uh, I can tell you right now, I have <clears throat> about 20 in the high 20s of nieces and nephews. Wow, wow. I have great nieces, great nephews, and then I have great, great nieces and nephews. I don't know if I'm aging myself, but it's because I'm the youngest child. I'm a baby and the dynamic, I have, well, put it this way, I have nieces and nephews older than me. Wow. Um, it's yeah that's a that's a lot of family that's a lot of family which also means you know that's that could be a lot of support that's in, a, in what you're doing exactly and that's why i am where i am and they motivate me they are my biggest support you know um people would think you know coming from the caribbean descent that there would be a lot of backlash but no they 100 love me for who i am and just strive and push for me to be the best, you know, and which I love. And that's what keeps me going and keeps me pushing forward with my career and with everything that I do in life and the person that I am. I love that. 
Support, yeah, support, family support is always, you know, the biggest part of what we do as artists. And having this family coming from the Caribbean and Southern Black influence, that's, that's a tough one because usually they want us to become doctors or lawyers, like you said, nurses, uh, something professional, yes. engineers, because they yes. want something better for us. And we're not allowed to dream and make our dreams come true in the field of the arts. Yes, you have to prove. You have to prove. And once they see it, it's like, <gasps> you know, this big enlightenment and they're they're like then they can't stop then right. they're like then you have their foot literally in your back in your back where did it start for you did you did you start out as a child singing and performing and, and that's kind of how they knew and how you knew always in sorry to cut you off um i i would go to family events that's kind of how it started and i walked in it was like oh yeah and it would <laughs> Put this song on, go. And I'm like, what in the world? I ain't even take off my coat yet. <laughs> oh, it, you know, I remember that. Yeah. You know, I was like, huh? You know, so I, I, I always had those kind of influences, you know, more from my dad, my mother's side, excuse me, more from my mother's side, for me being entertainment, me being, you know, the Leo and the the center of attraction and you know that kind of thing i i me myself and i'm very shy i've always been kind of shy and withdrawn or leo people always say leo's they always going to be the center of attention i always thought i was the opposite you know until pushed once you push me then it's like oh well, you asked for it you know i would <laughs> you know <laughs> and that's kind of what you know started me to like to be you know involved with dance and stuff like that and be be in that kind of field you know music you know um that's, that's interesting that was there somebody else in your family that was in in the arts or in music or performing my dad my yeah. dad uh back in when he was in jamaica he was a dj uh uh was an artist he actually has music on YouTube. My cousin told me, actually showed me. Um, he has music on YouTube. Um, they, being from the islands, once again, like we just discussed, had more of the feet in their back to be more professional. So they, they both studied dentistry back in Jamaica, and they were more geared towards that than their artistry. Um, when they came to America, they then started to, um, as a side gig, you know, still continue to DJ, because that's, a, you know, here, it was easy to work. It was easy to, you know, get a, a DJ gig and make a little money on the side, but still have that profession that they were striving for, you know, that paid the, you know, paid the majority of the bills, but to have pocket money and, and to still be connected to something that they loved. They, they were DJs and huge DJs, like big time DJs here back then. Really? The I don't want to age myself, but back in the <laughs> <laughs> I was born then, so I, I will I will safeguard myself from that. But um, back then, because um, I wasn't around then when they were DJing, but yeah, they they were really really uh, big back then here in New York. That's and, great. New York was you know back in the day, and even now, New York has been the epicenter, especially Harlem, the mm -hmm. epicenter of Black culture and the arts. So yes. for them to come from the Caribbean or the South or wherever you come from and then come to New York and to be able to do the arts, it's always been the Mecca, you know, yeah. of places to go. Yes. So that, so 
you were born, were you born here in New York, you said? I was born, yeah. You were born here, okay. So this is an, another thing too, just being born in New York, you know, you have the exposure of, exactly. of all the arts just growing up. So now let me backtrack just a minute because you said something about nursing. Yes. You went to so, nurse school? Um, I'm a nurse school. So I, my nine to five, mm. my, my bill payer and what supports me, you know, um, I'm in the medical field. I support the medical staff um, for a, a community-based, um, community-based outpatient centers, okay. you know, and that to me is a way to be, you know, involved with the people, the humanitarian, you know, um, playing my part, especially with us just having this big pandemic. You know, I've been with this company for almost six years. So um, seeing the transition now is, is big, you know, and Afni McDonald, a professional, um, has grown a lot, you know, and I'm very thankful for that. You know, I do see that, you know, we're coming out of this pandemic, which is great because it was really, really tough. Yeah. Um, and we're still transitioning um, professionally. We're still transitioning and still trying to, you know, put the, the final pull on the bow to, you know, say we're done, to tie it up and wrap it up and say we're done. But it's still a struggle. It's still a struggle. It's still there. We're not out of it yet. You're absolutely right. And it's interesting coming from somebody in the medical field because you're exactly right. I mean, you know the numbers. And it's it's saddening to me and surprising to me too that there are a lot of people who still don't even believe it happened. That right. we lost as many people as we lost. Right. You know, and um, it's unfortunately, it's not even over yet. Yeah. You know, COVID is still alive and living. Yes, we have a vaccine. There's some people who still haven't been vaccinated. Um, you know, and it's it's an individual choice. I get that. And it affects people differently. Yeah. And I feel like the whole reason why it was mandated was because it's not so much about you and your decision. It's also about the other people that we come in contact with. Yes. We live with in this world. Exactly. You know, the world is bigger than just me. Right. So I have to do sometimes, I have to do things that, uh, you know, I may not want to do, but its effect is worldwide. It's a worldwide pandemic. It's just not, you know, Brooklyn. It's not just Tallahassee, Florida. It's worldwide. The world right. was shut down. How, how big is humanitarian uh, efforts part of your life and a part of your career, what you do? Well, how, how important is that? How important is that? First into who is Afni the UFO. Yes. So Afni the UFO um, is a singer-songwriter. Um, he is a entertainer. He is a big-time humanitarian. He, you know, writes music with the people, with humans, with the humanitarian heart, you know, I, I also think about, you know, how what I'm saying is coming across and perceived, you know, I'm, I'm all for the upliftment, the motivation, the love to put all of that back into um, the arts and into music, you know, I feel like a lot of music has 
been changed, you know, as time has been going on. Um, uh, it seems like, yes, it's a great thing that the floodgates are open because people can be free to be who they are, which I'm all for that because I myself don't want restraints on me. I want to be able to be me, you know, but at the same time, I want to be me, but also be mindful of how I'm impacting others. Mm. And yes. A lot of times, I think a lot of people aren't really thinking about how they're impacting others. They're thinking more about the bag or more about their image and more about themselves. And I tend to think more going outward than I do coming inward, which could be a thing in a bag because some people would think well you know um if you're thinking more about yourself then you have more um of a block and you can kind of do things kind of desensitized which is where i think a lot of people come from but a lot of this you know it's very violent it's very overly sexual they're more they to me it seems like they almost block themselves off from caring about what other people are perceiving or grasping or absorbing from their music. I tend to think the other way. I tend to think, let me think about how a ten-year-old may hear my song, or how a you know years from now, how would someone perceive this song, or how would someone hear this music? Absolutely. Whether, you know, Brooklyn. It's or whether they're from, you know, Nigeria, how would they perceive this particular song and how would it come across to them, you know? You're absolutely right. And I think you're talking about two, two important points. You're talking about the freedom as an artist, which you, which you want to have. And you're also talking about the inspiration, well, actually three things, inspiration and the legacy that you're leaving behind with the music and the art that you create. And I think that's very important to us as artists and, and, and you're right on with that. What kind of legacy are you trying to? create you touched on it a little bit but what are you trying to create the biggest thing for me is just the message of love the message of unity of oneness that um we as humans because i'll 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 put my label on as human now um and and um that we have to we're all on this planet we're all in this universe pretty much together. We're not even on this planet, we're in this universe. We're all here together. So working together, being one, kind of taking away a lot of this hatred that we have on in this box and on this in this globe that we're in, you know, is 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 important. You know, there's a lot of um work to be done. You know, a, a lot of it was set by Michael. Michael Jackson tried to form a oneness which to me, there was a pivotal moment in his career where it felt like he did it, you know, like he created this oneness in, in all races and the countries and everybody. And that's why he could go anywhere and people were screaming and yelling, you know, for this African-American man, because he had created this oneness, you know, right. um, musically. Yeah. And I feel like, and even till this day, certain songs that he that you listen to from him you know can still give you that feeling and and I feel like that is the same he had an outwardness when it right. came to his music thought about what would someone else think 
uh, or how would someone else feel or how would this come across to someone else? There were certain songs that he had that it was like, okay, I'm going to be, you know, I'm, I'm going to absorb my artistry, right. you know, and we all, you know, there's the Dirty Diana and yeah. there's, you know, those songs beat it, you know, I'm bad. That's his artistry. You know, that's him as an artist being expressive and being fun. And a lot of times, you know, the, the, the music that we're hearing now has lost some of that, you know, um, and it, it it's just kind of heartbreaking. You yeah. know, for me, I try to put some of that back into the music, you know, speak not so bluntly and overly sexually, you know, even though I want to express myself, I'm a grown man, you know, I got news, right. I got I want you to know I got them. So I'm going to, I'm going to talk about them. You know, <laughs> put it in your face, like, you know, like a porno, you know, I want, I want you to kind of sit back and go and think about what I'm saying and go, oh, yo, that was slick. Right. I like, that. you know what I mean? And then, and that's how I, I was kind of geared, you know, to write as a songwriter, you know, to be slick. To be, you know, to come off, right. yeah. you know, say things in an innuendo way, right. you know. A lot of times, I feel like when people talk about it a lot. They ain't really got that much swag on it. But if you could be slick with it, it comes off a lot more sexy. Right. You, when you insinuate, that, yeah, when you insinuate things in your lyric, then it can have a double meaning. And and this, which is brilliant, because that brings me exactly to what I want to talk about next: your 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 music, your yeah. your visuals. So now my favorite visual that you have is called Driver. I think I should slow it down As the curve comes back around Shit caves, night scene Red and green lights I had too much to drink tonight Hot lap, what's next? Never protecting what's under the dress Dress To take the winner's pole Edging, riding, ready to take the lead Wearing slippery I'm up for some power Sliding from poor position You might be too much for me I'll go the distance Foot to the eye This was suicide, I know you're a killer Aware would've got myself into Sequence of events got me in a horizontal slow roll. Don't care if I'm broadsided as long as I hit the walls. Going as fast as like going as fast as like I don't care if I'm When I see you, muscle can fight, record time, I'm close to finish line. This was suicide, I know you're a killer. Aware would've got myself into a sequence of events, got me in a heart. 
listening to it over and over and over again tell us a little bit about that that visual and that song this now you wrote this song right it, i did mm -hmm. um I, I i'm dying and i will say this i said this live on one mic right now i'm dying to collaborate with other songwriters i every song that you hear from afni ufo i feel like Nicki minaj right now afni ufo wrote it you know wow. i don't have you know i may take a sample, you know, of certain songs and things like that and, mm -hmm. and put it in as an homage or paying, you know, homage to certain people that I hold dear and consider, um, you know, role models. I don't want to say in a um, you know, way, but I look up to these people. I may throw a couple of their, you know, styles into what I write. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I write all of my songs. You write all your songs. Go ahead. Yeah. Because <laughs> I have so many, I have I have so many questions for you because this is why I like you, because I like you as an artist. Because not only with the originals that you do, you also do a lot of people call them covers, but I like to call them artist interpretations. Got it, yeah. Because it's exactly what it is. It's you as an artist interpreting someone else's music in your yeah. style and your vein. Yes. So I've been listening to So In Love over and over again, the yes. Janet Jackson song. Your yes. interpretation of this song, you actually took the lyrics. Like, I love the way Janet does it, but you took the lyrics and they just caress you in a whole different way. Yes. So yeah. everybody who's listening to this and who's in the live chat, um, make sure you listen to So In Love. And maybe I can put a clip of it on this podcast for you to, to listen to, but definitely, definitely listen to that. That artist interpretation. Yes, yes. So, Driver, um, I'll take you on a little history. Uh, I was doing my profession, nine to five job at the time, um, and I went to a housing fair um, to recruit people from a shelter. And uh, I was about to leave, and I bumped into one of the employees and he rushed in. He was like, I'm here, I'm here. Very loud, outspoken, I'm here, I'm here. Tell me about what y'all do. Cause you know, I, I was in a meeting, I couldn't pull away, but you know, talk to me, talk to me. I just want to know, you know, cause you, I got people for y'all. He's, you know, hit me with his spiel. And I'm like, all right, cool, I got you. So we talking, talking, talking. Told him everything. I like the way you, I like the way you talk, man. Yo, definitely, I'm gonna be hooking you up. I'm gonna be sending you people. And he was like, you got a car? And I was like, no. <laughs> but, but wait, 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 wait. I got, I got, I got, I got, I got my, my, my artist card and it got my number on it. And I handed it to him. You do music? I was like, yeah. He rolled the sleeve up. He had a big mic on his arm. You do music? Oh, yeah. no. And... 
from then, me and Mr. Doc Thomas have been rocking out. I've had my own personal producer. Even prior to him signing with A-Train, he was my personal producer. Wow. Asked for a track, Doc Thomas gives me a track. Doc Thomas gives me a track. Part of our agreement with A-Train was, you can't stop this connection. You can't stop this flow. We understand that we're going to be under A-Train, but we want our freedom to create. We don't want you to stifle what we have. Right, right. Want to come on board? He wants to come on board with us, but we don't want you to intervene with us because we create magic. And majority of all of my tracks that you hear, including Driver, is a Doc Thomas. Doc Thomas from A Train. A Train, <clears throat> yeah. And that's your management production team, right? Yeah. And I yeah, met some of them. They're incredible, incredible people. Incredible people. <laughs> they are. They really it, are. It, it, it's amazing how much experience and how much I've learned, how much experience they have mm -hmm. and how I've learned from them about this business on a whole and the connections I've made in this business. And being with them, I've seen, learned, developed, you know, and that's a big part of what they do. They develop us as artists, you know, so a lot of what you see as Afni, the UFO, the brand and all of that stuff, was was created by me, but exacerbated by them. They were like, ah, so this is where we're going to go. And I'm, oh, okay. So that. shout out to A-Trade too. And, and hopefully I can get some of them on the show too, because we need to, we need to, we need to talk to them. I need to talk to them. Yes, definitely. So, so Thomas, go ahead. So one morning he sent me in uh, a track and he named it Thor. He sent it to me. No, check this out. And he would do that every once in a while just because he would be excited about the song that he created. You know, I'd be the person to bounce it off of. He wasn't particularly giving it to me. He just let me hear it. And soon as the beat dropped, I was like, I want it. I want it. And within that, and I was actually on my way to work when he sent me the track. I was on the F train. By the time I was exiting the train, I pretty much had the melody, the opening of the track, and I was recording it on my like on my phone and sending it to him. <laughs> and that ended up being driver. Word. I love that. It the the feel of the yeah. track. That's basically what I go off of. What is the track saying to me? Mm -hmm. What does it say? And when I heard it, it gave me this. Feeling it gives me the feeling that you all feel when you hear it. I feel that, and then I start writing to it. And uh, it, that's my next question: Do you get the do you get the track first, or do you write the music first, or does it work sometimes both ways for you? It it or it works more for the track. Okay, I'm not more into writing from my head mm -hmm. and then do it, but it it leans majority of my stuff that you hear now it's because they gave me the track and i'm trying to speak for the track i'm trying to hear what the track is saying and driver to me came off kind of with an undertone so the music inspires the words for you the music inspires the words yeah. i love that i love yeah. that okay i'm not a singer songwriter so i don't know these things and this is why what i want to know yes so, Okay, so you listen to the music and then you write 
the, the words to music. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that and normally that's how it, it goes. I and there are times where the music takes a while to speak. You know, I'll sit on a track and 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 nothing will come. And then out of nowhere, you know, I may sometimes I even pray on it, like, uh, please help me define what this track is trying to say. <laughs> you know. Right. Um, you know, I'll get the idea and the creative juices to start flowing. Like anybody, like any, you know, writer, you know, I'll get writer's block. Mm -hmm. Let's just what it is. You know, I'll get writer's block and 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 I won't, you know, be able to connect. But eventually it comes and then I'll have you know, what I consider my masterpieces <laughs> come out, you know. Let's talk, about the, let's talk about the business side of this all. So how has this helped you? Or, you, you know, we talked about A-Train, you know, helping to refine your career. When did you know that you had to become a business for Hafni the UFO? Like taking control of what you're doing and actually making yourself a business and a brand. And, and how, how are you navigating your way through, through all that? that it's it that is the to me that's the hardest part yeah. and i think that a lot of artists you know who are undiscovered um, don't know and um it's it's oh you're discovered you're discovered i mean i wouldn't use that word i would say are independent maybe you're you discovered you have fans <laughs> Yes, this is true. You know, this is true. So I, I, yeah, for even like independent artists, yes, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll roll with you on that yeah. word. It definitely take that power. Uh, take the power from that word. Don't you? You definitely discover it. Yeah, one hundred percent, bro. One hundred percent. Yeah, it's 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 the business side that is the difficult side. Being with A Train, that's what helped me to establish that. Going through experiences with different producers, different um, promoters, different um, uh, just different entities on a whole, you know, um, record labels, you know, things like that. You have to you have to certain things in place you know, so that you can transition smoothly. Because if you don't, then they'll take advantage. Right. So the, the the best way to um, kind of put a rein on all that is to make sure that you have all of the, your your branding, your trademarking, your copyright, your... You know, your covering all your bases on your end as an artist, you know, as a business person, personally, for me, you know, or having my, is important. Those more personal things that I want to, because I want to be able to help others. I want to be able to offer, you know, um, assistance to those who are coming behind me, you know, same way that a train has done for me i want to be able to do that for others you know um it's it's just very important to handle business you know like understanding um producers cuts understanding royalties mechanical you know um all of these things is just important to know 
you know, especially when you're putting music out to the world, how much are you going to get? How much does this person get? All of these things, the business is the hardest part. And a lot of times you meet people that they don't really want to do the business. They just mm-hmm. want to be past it. And then you, you wind up giving away, you know, your, you know, your hard work for nothing, you know. Your soul, <laughs> basically your soul. Because, yeah. and, I, and I think you hit it right, right on, hit the nail right on the head. And I think in simpler terms, one, I think you have to have a, a little bit of a clarity of who you are as an artist. Second of all, you have to be open to learn. Third of all, you have to have some sort of mentor or somebody who has the knowledge. And fourth, you got to ask questions. I always say this, you got to ask questions because you need to find out the answer so you have that information. You can't just give your career away to someone who's managing your career or who says they have your best interest at heart. You have to have a working knowledge of exactly what it is yourself so that when you're, when you're looking on your, in your side eye, they're managing your career, but you're looking in your side eye, you say, oh, no, no, hell no, that ain't, that ain't how it's supposed to work. Listen, you need to do this, this, and this for me. Because at the end of the day, as, you know, as the talent, you're doing, you know, your, your management team maybe gets 20% or 15% of what you make, which means that you have to do the 85% or the 90% of the work, and then they get the cut. So you're right. having, you have to have clarity about who you are and what you're doing and the skills, and then they just get in there and they secure the deal for you, basically, and give you a little guidance. But you're yes. responsible for the 85 and the 90% of the work. Bam! Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? 100% correct. That's how it, it works. It is very That's true. very true. And a lot of times when you're dealing with, and a lot of people think, oh, you know, once I get out there, you know, it's going to be easy breezy. No, it's, it's even more difficult because you have people trying to take control. You've took all this time to build yeah. and and you have people once they you let them in they want to now control it they want oh i'm gonna do this i'm gonna take this i'm i'm, and I'm, I'm a, no wait 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 hold up you know right yeah when you have to kind of be protective be protective of your what you're creating absolutely yeah brand it has to be very protective because people will basically sabotage your whole thing and, and not being right. um intentional not intentionally doing it because they may feel like they're doing you know a good you know service or they're they're helping but sometimes if you're not careful or if you're not involved they'll sideswipe the whole thing and you'll right. next out there the, the image the image that you're trying to portray is off the everything is just not to your liking you know or or you know not acceptable you know so it, it's it's about having a really good team you know and that's that's the core of it having like you said a mentor yeah. you know a, a, a team of you know of producers of life coaches of photographers, of stylists, of, you know, everything, everything. You have to have these things. And I will say, fortunately, I've been blessed to have a loving team around me of people who support, you know, what it is that I do. And it, I, I, that's one thing. They are also my motivation, you know, to keep going and keep pushing because they 
at the drop of a hat if I say I, I need this. And it's not all of, not always about the money. It's about me and their belief in who I am as an artist, which God couldn't have done a better plan, made a better plan for me with that. It's amazing. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I love that. So this is a One Mic Night artist session, and I was hoping you had a little something you could perform for us, if that's possible. Um, I do. If those vocal cords are ready. <laughs> <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, it's Afni, the UFO, who's going to do a little something for us. Yes. So I will give you all a sample of one of my favorite songs that was inspired by a couple um, that I know. I heard the story of how they got together and um, I wrote a song. Like the hit? Here it goes. Oh, my world. Always a run like a satellite on your radar, blinking in the night. Over with the stars aligned, know there's others out there. Save a chance for me. Got rhyme and reason, my feeling don't change like the season. We're both in here, universe fever. Know there's others out there. Navigating on my own, getting out of the friend zone. Every second, a moment. Time keeps on going, my heart glowing shows it. Every second, a moment. Time keeps on going, my heart glowing shows it. My whole soul's got the best of me. I'm hearing your trajectory. Loving you more than you can see. Others out there block signals for me. Don't want the FF or day one. I see a different outcome. Know you're better than anyone. This is Kismet at random here on my own. Navigating the friend zone. And I'm a picking up love, and I'm here. Could you be my world? Could you be my world? Oh, every second a moment, time keeps on going. My heart glowing shows it. I'm speaking of love, and I'm here. <laughs> what? Wow! Boom! <laughs> what? Oh my God, man! I didn't know your octave was that high. Wow. 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 No. Thank you. Yeah. Thank and it's you. early morning, too, and you can hit that high note. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Oh, wow. yeah. You the Is it stuff? Sipping, <sighs> sipping a coat like, oh, man. Can we find that somewhere? Is that, is that, that somewhere on Spotify or anything? Yes, my world is definitely on YouTube. It's on Spotify. It's on iTunes. Um, it's everywhere. There's that version, which is the original version, mm -hmm. and then they end that wrong. 
that is more of the remix version. Oh. Their, their version is called the Lunar Mix. And I want y'all to check that out because the Lunar Mix is more of the concept um, that I got from a producer uh, outside of A-Train named Robbie Welch, who is a very close friend of mine, very dear friend of mine. And he played the track for me. And once again, the words just... And usually I know when a song impacts me when I start to cry. When I make mm. myself, it's like, yeah, this is it, you know? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> the song, the music has basically told me what to say. And I felt like when he gave me the track, his story was the song. So it, and he fell in love with it too, because I'm actually speaking on his behalf. You know, it's, it's about him. So yeah. it was like, did you just do that? And I was like, yes those abilities to kind of feel what people are saying and write about it. So he's like, it's dope, man. It's dope. So A-Train, of course, you know, did a remix to it, you know, and here we are, my world, available for you on iTunes, Spotify. There <laughs> you go. Check out my world. We're going to definitely check that out right after this show. Now, see, I would be remiss, amiss if I didn't talk about the fashion and the concept of off me the UFO. Wait, how do you have a team working with you with the with the fashion stylist I, and all that stuff? You want to give a shout out to anybody? Oh boy. Yes. Shout out to my me. DO. <laughs> Diagenes Spignolio is an amazing stylist, friend, uh motivator. Um one thing he is very, very stern with me when it comes to my fashion, my branding, and my, um, just my integrity. You know, he doesn't want anything to compromise what I have built. And he stands very strong on that, very strong. And um, prior to him, I had a stylist who was my, my best friend, Mark Boland. He, but Mark is an interior decorator stylist. And I mean, he does, he styles himself really mm -hmm. well. My concept and what I wanted to do, he was styling a very, very long time. And the next level of that is, was Diagenes. And Diagenes is the one who will run out, grab the items, pull them, give them to me, style me, photographers, everything. So I went from one level with you know basic understanding of what it is that I want the out of space the 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 avant-garde the the punk style the that whole cyberpunk edge mm -hmm. of me is now pushed to a next level with the edge then there's the moments where he's like all right let's show them that you can be human let's put you in a hat and a black Let's, you know, do these things so that they can kind of see you, you're, you're multifaceted. But right. let's not stay going, we're going to pull you back over here because they need to know right. who you are, you know. They, yeah, you need, the, you need that <laughs> continuous line through, through the, you know, the branding. Yes, yes, you know. Now it's about to be taken to a whole other level of now incorporating the sex appeal, 
with, you know, the, the, the cyberpunk and the avant-garde and all of that stuff and me owning it too, because a lot of times, to be honest with you, it, and I think you probably noticed, I don't, I don't own it. So there's, it's like, no, okay, you can look sexy, but you gotta be sexy, be sexy. Like, all right, let me be sexy. <laughs> you know it's, what I mean? Yeah, it's all a part of acting too, you know, and, and you know, finding that, yeah. And that's where I got to step into it, you know, and I'm going to step into it. I like that. I like that. And you know, just a little, little selfless plug. You know, I, I'm I'm a photographer, so I've had a, you know, we've had a photo shoot. I have to say, and uh, yeah. So check out some of that work. <laughs> Thanks to you always. Yes, you, you yes, yes. For me, and you have taken some amazing shots of me to the point where I'll never forget the the first time. Um, you took a shot of me and I looked at it and was like, is that me? Like, I really <laughs> could not believe it. Holy crap. Yeah. Holy. Well, I mean, like we said, it takes a team and collaboration. And, um, you know, I don't I don't toot my horn too much, but, you know, I am a, an award-winning photographer for those of you who are listening. So I know how to <laughs> capture the subject. And his eye is crazy. As you Cra know. Amazing. I was like, yo. <laughs> I mean, shots before, and I was okay. But then you took it was like a side thing. I think it was the side yeah, ones, and yeah. was profile like, was yeah, <laughs> profile was great. <laughs> All right, enough about me. Let's get back to you. Right now, we're gonna play a little game, and it's called Fire on the Mic. And so what we're going to do is we're going to ask you five questions and you're just going to say the first thing that comes to your mind. Ooh, All right? Got it. Hang on one second. We're going to do this. So <clears throat> you, I think I already know the answer to the first question. You, you beat me to it. Is it Michael Jackson or Prince? Oh, yeah, that's a tough one. It but I'm going to go with my newly found love. It's Prince. It's shocker. It's a shocker for me. All right. Question number two. Question number two. Stevie Wonder or Marvin Gaye? Stevie. 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 Wow. What's what's the last thing you ate? Last oh, thing you ate? A boneless, a boneless um, spare rib. Boneless spare rib? Right. I'll <laughs> let you know my, my, my fat, inner fat kid, you like, <laughs> eat that last night. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite place that you've performed? Favorite place that you've performed? Latin Quarters. Latin quarters. quarters. All right. That's a good one. Why, why is that? Um, just to be there. And I was opening up for the system. Um, and it was just an amazing vibe to be in such a historic landmark that broke ground for its time. It, it 
Yeah, it was just so, amazing. Yeah, it, was it, just, is, it is historical. Yeah, legendary place. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's your favorite pastime to do? What do you like to do? What's your hobby? What's your favorite pastime? It's crazy, right? I'm going to say something crazy. Um, working out. Let's say that. Exercise. Physical fitness. Mary Blige, be my witness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to I say know. that one. I had to say that one. Last, <laughs> <laughs> last question is, what's your favorite female singer of all time? In a way. Favorite female singer of all time. That's, that's not hard for me. It's, it's my fellow Leo. It's Miss Whitney Houston. Yes. I, was, <laughs> I thought you might say that. That's right. The voice is Whitney Houston. <laughs> wow. Well, this yes. has been fun. Let us know what, what should we look forward to for Afni the UFO? What's coming up for you? Well, um, <clears throat> I have a few more rain fires. I'm feeling like Thanos right now. I'm not going to snap, though. I'm just going to say I have a few more songs that are about to be released. Um, we're about to drop them back to back. Um, I'm silent for a minute, you know, just kind of uh, pushing since So In Love. So In Love, I believe, was my latest release. And that was, honestly, uh, we released the remix this year. So um, I'm looking to drop um, my upcoming song, Shotgun, which actually is already out. Shotgun is already out, um, but it's a, it's, uh, how can I say this? It's like a, uh, uh, I don't want to call it a demo because it's not a demo. It's like a tester. We threw it out there and it got rave reviews. Okay. So to all to go check it out and listen to the, the, tester of shotgun um because we were coming off of the pandemic and we rushed into the studio and i i was working with um with uh kev stew and um he had a, a soundtrack that he's putting out for an upcoming movie that he's doing and he wanted shotgun to be on the soundtrack so he recorded the 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 initial version of shotgun and um it's actually out right now um, but we're going to re A Train is going to re-release Shotgun uh, with an A Train remix, and we're I'm in the studio this Sunday to just. That's right. Polish that up. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> and it'll be dropping by the end of this season. We're going to have Shotgun out, and after Shotgun drops. There's about three other songs following behind it, along with a couple of artist interpretations um, that I'm going to do. Um, so there's a lot to look forward to from Austin the UFO, and I'm, I'm really excited and thankful for everything, you know, that's happening. I love it. I love it. Tell us how we can get in touch with you, how we can, how we can follow you and check out some of the videos and, and all those things on social media. Well, I am Afni, that's O-F-N-I-E, the UFO, on all media platforms, um, except Facebook. Facebook, I'm Afni UFO, because uh, they 
but still going through the channels and trying to get them to absorb me like they and I, I thank Meg the Stallion shout out to Meg the Stallion for letting them know that the can be acceptable in the middle of two words so <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna have to embrace that so we're in the process of getting that done as well so that Afni the UFO can be on Facebook but Instagram um, all music outlets on every you know social app and even on my website i'm afni the ufo afni the ufo.com you can go there to check out all of the you know photo shoots some by mr marcus lewis here marco lewis um uh you can check out my bio and everything on afni the ufo.com right. that's it and as you can hear that sound means it's time to go but i want to give a shout out and thank you afni the ufo for spending some time here one mighty night we will all check you out. Everybody, in the sound of my voice, make sure you check out Afni the UFO. Go to www.afnitheufo.com. Check him out on Instagram, Facebook. As he said, you're welcome back here anytime. And thank you for the work in the community, as well as the incredible videos and songs. Everybody, please make sure you drop down and like this video. Make sure you share this video. And thank you for joining me on this journey. My name is Marco Suisse. You can find the show at One Mike Night. One Mike Night is spelled O-N-E-M-I-C-N-I-T-E. -E. You can follow me at Marco Suisse, M-A-R-C-O-S-L-U-I-S. -S. And remember, be inspired by others. But most importantly, be inspired by you. Thank you for joining me. See you next time. We're out. Memory tattoos. With your